113 to 100, the final score. Lakers lose game six to the Phoenix Suns. They lose the series four games to two. And the 2020 2021 season is now uh, coming to a close for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, we got a lot to get into. I'll, I'll kind of just give you guys my overall thoughts and, you know, obviously on the season as well. Throughout the phone number, I'm sure there's a lot of Laker fans that want to chime in on uh, this season. Um, 877 710 ESPN. Encourage you if you're leaving Staples Center, you want to call in as well, you can feel free to do so. 877 710 ESPN. You know, Laker fans, I got to be honest, just. Uh, just didn't seem like our season, right? This is not uncommon in sports. You don't have to be the best team. You've got to be the healthiest and the hottest at the right time. Did you ever think this year that the Lakers got into any kind of groove where you said to yourself, yep, we're going to win eight games in a row right here or we're going to go on some type of a run? Um it never happened. I mean, hell, we won two games in a row in the playoffs in this series. And all of a sudden, we're starting to kind of churn our heads like, all right, Lakeshaw are back. Up two games to one. Now you got a game here at Staples Center. You're going to win that one. You're going to go up three games to one. You're going to figure out a way to end this series. I was just a few games ago on Sunday or before, yeah, in the pregame show on Sunday with Michael. I was telling him, Michael, all right, hey, if we go two games, we're up two games to one now. If you could close this out in five games and you start looking at that Portland-Denver series, that one could go seven. Um, you were starting to already prepare for the second half or for the next round. What ended up happening? Very simple what ended up happening. Um, Anthony Davis, who had a knee that was bothering him, then eventually a groin, a, a, a strained groin, um, that pretty much holds him out the rest of the series. And that's a wrap. It's over, and it's not, you know, I don't think there's a Laker fan out there that doesn't agree with this. If you don't have LeBron or Anthony Davis, we don't have a season. And the Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis and didn't have him in the most critical part of the year and also didn't have him through a big chunk of the regular season and also didn't have LeBron James for, you know, obviously a chunk during the season as well. So as much as the Lakers were trying to just piece everything together, get into the playoffs, and then we'll figure it out there. I still think they would have figured it out if their health was there, but the health wasn't there. And that's not to sit here and say that the Lakers were a perfect basketball team. They weren't. That's not to say that there weren't certain role players that you were incredibly disappointed in as the season progressed or that you saw in the playoffs. These dudes can't come through if one of these superstars are not there. They're not going to be able to pick up the slack. That's not to give, um, that's not to take anything away from that standpoint or that front because I think we did learn a lot more about some of these role players. I think you could question some of the rotations during the series or during the regular season. I think you could do that. But this season comes down to one thing. Anthony Davis's health. That's it. We can we can pile on all these other things, which might be fair, but that's the most important one. Did you have your health or did you not? And the Lakers did not have their health. And you know what the Phoenix Suns did? They took advantage of it. Um, this is part of basketball. Um, you know, the Portland Trailblazers just lost to Denver. They didn't take advantage of Jamal Murray not being in that series. The Phoenix Suns, and, and even though Chris Paul wasn't the Chris Paul that – uh, he used to be or before the shoulder injury or anything along those lines, he's smart enough to know when there's an opportunity, and obviously that Phoenix team followed him. Uh, Devin Booker was fantastic this series. Um, the Phoenix Suns played better than I thought they would. I, I didn't, I guess, realize... Actually, it's not about this. 
I gave them a certain amount of credit. I just gave the Lakers more credit. And then ultimately, when push came to shove, when you take AD out of the lineup, it obviously changes everything for the Lakers, and you're not going to win many games. And I don't care if it's regular season or in the postseason. Um, this was a perfect example of what happens when you don't have a player like that. Okay, um, let's start. Uh, let's start taking some phone calls here. By the way, as we go through the uh, post game show, I'll also uh, play some clips from Coach, from AD, from. Uh, LeBron James, anybody that obviously talks uh, from the media perspective. Let's start with Todd, who's leaving Staples Center. Todd, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Todd? How are you, buddy? We saw uh, Rob Belinka before the game, and he was walking around with an expected father. We wished him luck, and when the AD <laughs> came in the game, there was a lot of electricity in the game, man. But I just think outside of THT, uh, LeBron and AD, Rob's got his work to do. It's time to clean house, man. It's just time to clean house. These guys didn't step up. Cruz is the only one with 20 points. Everyone else failed. Uh, I'll tell you this, Todd. I appreciate you calling in. Um, I've been saying, I've been kind of waiting on wanting to talk about players and off-season acquisitions that they made and comparing this player to last year's roster. I said, let's wait till the season ends because let's see how things play out here. Let's see what players do. That conversation is going to obviously start. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to kind of go back to this. Um you know, the Lakers put together what they thought was going to be an incredibly talented roster, more talented than last year. But in order to get more talent, you're going to lose some experience. Experience as in the Rondos of the world, the JaVale McGee's, Dwight Howard, Danny Greens. You're going to lose what those guys brought to the table. But you are going to be younger and more talented, led by Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell. Um, what you ended up seeing as the season progressed – you know, I think the Lakers also thought, I'm sure Palenka thought this too, hey, if AD and LeBron James, if if these guys go down at any point or they need some additional rest, we got enough star power or firepower. One guy that was a six-man award winner last year, another guy who was a runner-up, talking about Montres and Dennis Schroeder, and they can kind of hold things down. That really wasn't the case with any of the role players for the Lakers. You really never got a sense of security from any of those guys that – if LeBron or Anthony Davis couldn't go, there's enough talent there to kind of fill in the gap. I'm not saying it, not, I'm not saying one person's going to fill in Anthony Davis's role, but what I'm referring to there is it was going to take two, three, four guys, but you felt good that everyone's going to contribute. Um, okay, a couple more calls here. Let's go to Michael in Orange County. Michael, I appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Michael? You there, Michael? Oh, 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 hi, Alan. How are you? I'm, I'm good, bud. <laughs> uh, no, man, I just wanted to talk, call uh, and say, uh, no, um, I, all season long, it was kind of like something, was, was, something wasn't right, you know, from the beginning of the season all the way to, like, now. I mean, it's, they, always, they were always behind in every single game where they had to battle back and just coming back, right? I mean, I probably, it was probably because maybe it was probably because of the 72 game season, right? And I mean, probably because of of the 72 uh, day, you know, days in between the end, end of the uh, sure. championship from, all the way to the from the championship to starting this year, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it kind of just didn't feel right. I mean, you, you could see you could see with LeBron, you could see with AD, you could see with uh, the whole team, basically, right? I mean, the, the new players who were there, they all they all. I, it was kind of tough for them to just get you know acclimated and get like 
coming back, right? just getting used to the system, right? And I don't know, it's just like the whole season was, was just, just wasn't right from, from beginning to now. Right. I, I, I don't argue that, Michael, and that, that's kind of the point that I was making. I appreciate you calling in, and I want to make sure Laker fans don't uh, – you know, sometimes I'll, I'll put things out there and people say, well, you're making excuses. It's not trying to make excuses, but this was an awkward year for the Lakers. It really was. Um, nobody was happy, you know, from the organization perspective, I'm sure, that the Lakers had a 72-game turnaround to start the next season. I don't know if there's a coincidence here. Miami's out. Lakers are out, right? And I, I, I'm not going to try to make parallels to it, but you just point that out and say, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, probably the best thing that the Lakers can use this upcoming offseason, first of all, is a real offseason. You know, they won't get started again until October or something along those lines, um, end of September or something like that. And, and that's what I'm t- talking about, training camp, and the regular season won't start till if they go by the the way the regular ski, regular season schedule used to go, be the third week of uh, October, they can use all of that. And I think they could also use um, a lot of figuring out, too, what they want to do to the roster. But when uh, when Michael says that the whole season wasn't right, it wasn't. There was I, I've said this point before, and I'll probably reiterate it 50 times between now and uh, the next season starting. Um, nothing went the Lakers' way. Nothing went the Lakers' way. I, I can I can give some references to teams out there that you felt were better teams and didn't win a championship because health was the difference. We can look all day, and whether it's football, baseball, basketball, whatever sport it is, it happens often. Th- that hit the Lakers this year. That, to me, was the difference this year. Let me uh, squeeze in another quick call here. Let's go to Solomon and Lake Balboa. Solomon, what's going on? Hey, I'm good, Alan. You know, I'm going to miss you after games, man. I, I got to tell appreciate you that. Thank you. I know, and I and we appreciate you. You've been phenomenal, and you really have. You've, you've uh, uh, captained the ship very well. Okay, uh, three points I come away with here. Number one, you are absolutely right. When the Lakers have don't have the services of LeBron or AD, they fall off a cliff. Which leads into my second point. We never found that third consistent score. I mean, consistent. You know, not not Kuzma, Schroeder are fine. He gets a twenty game. He gets a zero game. Still not consistent enough. And finally, regarding AD, I'm not ever going to say he's soft. That's ridiculous. However, he is injury prone, and unless he changes something in his conditioning and strength and, uh, strength routine, maybe take some tips from LeBron. Laker fans, we're going to have him 60 to 75% of each season unless something changes. And the Laker organization is going to have to take a look at that and deal with that and see what they can come up with. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Solomon. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into the Anthony Davis conversation. Um, we'll, we'll do that coming up next because I want to talk about AD. AD tried to make a, a go, uh, obviously, to start the game and – I honestly felt incredibly bad that he was even trying to go tonight just based upon what he looked like on the floor. So we'll talk about that coming up next. Stay right here. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Pizza Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Booker dribbling right. Loses it. Kuzma steals it. Kuzma to the front court. Gets to the rim. Blocked by Booker. Cleaned up by Caldwell Pope. And the Lakers have cut the lead to 10. 94-84. Phoenix looks very nervous. That's the uh, closest the Lakers would get. They lose to the Phoenix Suns 113-100. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdriana's.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. Um, you know, I, I started talking about this. I want to want to get into it here real quick. So Anthony Davis uh, played five minutes. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of conversation. As soon as we get a chance to hear from AD, I'll make sure to play those clips um, but, uh, and I think he's actually talking right now, so it shouldn't be too much longer to, uh, until we get to hear from him. Um, and I appreciate Anthony Davis trying to go tonight and that I'm very curious to get his thoughts on, you know, what the decision was to try to go tonight. What I do hope for is Anthony Davis was not trying to prove to others who have, um, have, use a lot of terms to describe Anthony Davis, whether it be soft or was Charles Barkley calling him street clothes or whatever the case is. I hope AD wanted to give it a go because he just wanted to see if he can help the Lakers and that was it. And he didn't feel like he had something to prove to others because AD was not ready to go, period. So for five minutes, Anthony Davis, I don't know about you guys, as he was grimacing, I was grimacing. And the worst thing you want is for somebody like Anthony Davis to you know, try to prove others wrong, or there's a stigma about him being injury-prone. By the way, you, you can say that he's injury-prone. What I have not liked people going after him for, and you've heard this, so, well, if it was somebody else, he would have been playing. Did you guys see him out there on the floor? Did you, do you think Anthony Davis was not interested in playing in this game? Do you think Anthony Davis decided he didn't want to come out and play in the second half of Game 4, Lakers having a chance to go up three games to one? you think Anthony Davis wasn't interested in going back-to-back for the Lakers to not just tie the Boston Celtics, but pass the Boston Celtics in his first two years with the Lakers? I mean, how ridiculous, how stupid were some of those comments over the last couple of days? And you see Anthony Davis go out there and try to go for the Lakers. Just try to go for the Lakers. I felt bad that, again, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to this. Let's hear from Anthony Davis and get his thoughts on what his mindset was to get back on the court. But I felt bad for it. And you know, I was doing this, I think it was yesterday. Uh, Travis and I were doing our show in the morning. And we'll get a chance to obviously react tomorrow morning as well. I was really, really incredibly protective that people were trying to determine how Anthony Davis is supposed to, what his pain tolerance is supposed to be. This is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. So when we get a chance to hear from AD, we will. Uh, but Anthony Davis only to go, only able to go for five minutes tonight. Um, Nick in Oxnard. Nick, uh, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the uh, Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710. What's going on, Nick? How you doing, Alan? I'm um, good, man. Thank you. Thank you for accepting my call. First of all, I was just, uh, I was, I didn't really like what I saw today, but at the end of it, I was just just as a fan, 
the Lakers to be back in this, and it was an exciting series. We had a lot of things that went wrong. I know that. I'm not trying to get too detailed in that, but just want to focus on LeBron. Um, first of all, LeBron is – I'm so thankful that we have LeBron here, you know, um, just watching that. And I, I just get tired of people, just all the hate and – um, just, just watching him tonight, you, you can kind of see, I do want to uh, critique a little bit of like, it, it's a culmination of everything, you know, the, the, the short off season, him getting a little bit older, him being injured, um, you know, the, the new, the new squad. Um, and then I would like to, uh, Frank Vogel, um, up until tonight, I was kind of not giving him a pass, but I was like, okay, let's see what you got. And right now, Frank Vogel, I, I think not that he's in the hot seat, but I, I mean, for, for a team, for for the uh, a championship to, to to these last two games, it's like I, I know a coach can only be on the sideline, but something's got to be done to get these to get motivation. And um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but no, um, listen, just, it, it's it, they're they're valid points, and I appreciate you calling in. So thank you for doing that. Um, you know, I, I'll say this, Nick, and man, we can we don't have enough time tonight. Let me, let me just say that because I got so many things that I want to get into. Let me start on the LeBron James thing. You said you appreciate LeBron, you know, obviously being here rocking the purple and gold. Um, you know, unfortunately for the Lakers and for LeBron James, every day that goes by, your window gets closer to closing with LBJ. By the way, that could be another three years from now. I don't have the answer to that. It could be five years from now. It could be two years. But that's just the reality LeBron is in. Next year, will be the start of LeBron James' 19th season. He's already played. Tonight was his 265th playoff game. There's 82 games a year. 82 times 3 is like, I think it's 246. Maybe I'm off by a couple. Uh, 246. So with that in mind, that means LeBron James plays three over three additional seasons. I'm appreciative that LBJ is here too, and it's unfortunate that the health part of it will be the difference of the Lakers having a shot at championship number 18 for this season, right? And there are a lot of other factors that goes into it. Um, maybe, you know, ultimately for the Lakers to have a full offseason, uh, retooling from a front office perspective. I think Lakers could be as good as any other team in the league coming into next year. we got a while to wait here. I mean, that's me being optimistic, but the Lakers, uh, you know, there, there's plenty of cases you can make of – good players wanting to play with the Lakers or chasing for a ring. Uh, the, Le- the LeBron part for me, I'm with you. The unfortunate part was uh, obviously the fact that every season that goes by is one step closer to him. Um, you know, he's already 18 seasons in. One lost opportunity for him. Let's put it that way. Okay, let me play this clip real quick, and then we'll get back to some of the calls. Take a listen to Anthony Davis on his few – on his first few minutes. So let's take a listen to this. Just wanted to be out there for the team, you know, in a situation when to go home. Uh, obviously didn't want to just lay down and um, not be able to do what I can. Um, it never really felt good, but like I say, you know, I, I you know, once I just the competitive nature in me to go out and help the team you know, as best as I could. Um, my body didn't agree. So, uh, Team fault. I mean, we fought, you know, um, made runs, you know, guys left it all, all left it all out on the floor to, uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, we get ready for next year. You know, we get ready to have a full off offseason. Um, everyone held up, you know, 
especially, you know, the guys that, you know, um, say hurt a lot this year. Um, fill your bodies, rest your bodies, and, and get ready um, for next season. That's all we can do. That's what I'm going to do. Let the body heal and, and um, get right back to it. This, uh, in a way, you know, there's going to be a lot of chatter around the Lakers, around Anthony Davis, around LeBron James. That will continue here for a few days, and then, you know, playoffs will progress um, and the Lakers will become less of a story nationally, but it's always going to be a story here locally. What are the Lakers going to do? How are they going to uh, figure out a way to compete next season? Um, AD kind of said a lot there that I was curious on about why they chose to play, and he just said that we just wanted to try it. As a competitor, he wanted to play. His body didn't agree with him. Um, quick call here. I want to squeeze in. Let's go to... Let's go to Xander in Manhattan. Xander, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on? Oh, boy, I've got to tell you, the Lakers, they put up a heck of a fight. Anthony Davis did what he could. I got to get, I'll tell you what, I got to give Anthony Davis credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. He did what he could. He put up a heck of a fight with that Devin Booker. Oh, my Lord. That kid was That's an real deal. Animal. I don't. That's real deal, Xander. Mm-hmm. He was like, that kid was on adrenaline. I'm like, are you kidding me? Get in and stop him. I yeah, mean, and they had and, and Xander. They had uh, they had no answer. I appreciate you calling in, Xander. They had no answer for him, and um, that's not uh, that's one of those games where um, and I mentioned this that Phoenix look they're taking advantage of an opportunity. Period. And they they had an incredible opportunity in front of them. Phoenix. Had to face the Lakers in round one while everybody was avoiding the Lakers. By the way, Phoenix was avoiding them too. They were trying to get the number one seed so they wouldn't have to play the Lakers. So they had just a terrible draw. How are you going to play the Lakers in the first round? Um, But things broke their way. You know, the fact that Anthony Davis wasn't 100% healthy and couldn't go in the last two and a half games, that's, that's it. That was the series. So now they'll move on. But Devin Booker's real deal. That dude was putting up shots. There were many moments in that game where I'm like, damn, this... This kid is going to be special. I mean, we know that he's an offensive machine, but he's never been in the playoffs before. This is his first playoff run. All right, more of your phone calls are coming up next. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. We'll continue to take as many calls as we possibly can, unfortunately, for the final postgame show of this 2020-2021 season. Uh, Lakers lose to the Suns, 113-100. They lose the series four games to two. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is the Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint. Lakers actually dominate this category 56 to 26. Uh, Suns dominate. Pretty much every other stat, uh, Lakers made a run. They really did. I mean, if we just kind of go back to this game, and I know it's been tough to talk about just this game, um, 
But uh, the Lakers, after that first quarter, you know, they're, at one point they were down 29, got it all the way down to 10. The, the team was fighting. Uh, Dennis Schroeder all over the place on the floor. KCP doing everything. LeBron, the guys fought, but you dug yourself such a hole. And it was such a weird first quarter, right? The dynamic of you started Anthony Davis and Marcus Gasol, and then Phoenix came out and couldn't miss a shot. Booker started 6-6 six six from the three-point line. Jay Crowder ended up with six threes. Chris Paul was hitting his shots. They just hit you with so many punches, and you're kind of stunned that AD couldn't even go. That once the dust settled, it was almost too late. Um, let me play one more. Uh, let me play one more clip here um, from Anthony Davis. Take a listen here on Anthony Davis. Uh, just talking about the Lakers, their injury situation all season. I think so. Uh, when we were healthy, when we were healthy, um, everyone was available. You know, we've seen the type of team that we can be. Um, you know, before you know my injury. Like, you know, we were 21 to six, like Mike said. So um, we were rolling. We we had the pieces. Um, we just, you know, couldn't stay healthy. Um, a lot of that, you know, was you know, me. You know, we have a main guy that's not on the floor. Uh, and then you have another guy, your two main guys that's not able to participate. Um, it, it's just tough uh, for excessive amount of time. So. Um, that's, that's all it really was. You know, I think the team that we, you know, built this summer, um, we had the right pieces to do so. Um, I think it's how it's just played a big factor. All right, that's going to be a big conversation, by the way, as we get to the offseason. Let's, uh, let, let's start getting back to the calls here. Let's go to Danny in L.A. Danny, thank you for uh, calling in, bud. What's going on? Thank you for taking my call, Alan. You got it. Um, my pr- uh, The problem is this. I mean – Besides Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I mean, I'm glad uh, we got to see Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, he might, you know, we see him, but he cannot hit threes. We had, after like the first three weeks of the season, man, we were last in hitting those threes. I mean, we what we need is, is another star like a Kyle Lowry, something like that, man, to help with a situation like this when we got injuries. And by the way, Danny, I, I think that's a great point. I think it's an excellent point. I, I think one of the things Lakers are going to have to address this offseason is, um, and I appreciate you calling in, one of the things uh, that they're going to have to address is you're probably going to need another um, – you're going to need another vet that can carry things if LeBron or AD need some rest or if LeBron and Anthony Davis, one of those two players, have some nagging injuries – with the Lakers this year, one of those guys went down, the team would collapse, right? And it, that's not and, and that's not uncommon in any of these sports. You know, you lose one of your main guys. If the Blazers lose Damian Lillard for a period of time, they're obviously going to struggle. If Jokic is out, they're going to struggle. Uh, just using you know other teams in the NBA, but I do think that the Lakers had depth, but they didn't have a clear cut. Hey, this is the third best player on the team. There's no question about it. If you were trying to label Kuz as that, okay, we all know that wasn't the answer. If you thought in the buyout market, Drummond can be that guy, I think it's clear that he wasn't that player. You really were trying to make the case that Dennis Schroeder can be that player, maybe Montrez Harrell. Um, but when we got into the playoffs, that wasn't consistent either. You also got into the playoffs, and Anthony Davis wasn't, you know, couldn't go for the last two and a half games. Uh, Amir in Laguna Beach. Amir, thank you for calling in. You're on the Pizza Out Lakers post game show. Hey, 
thanks for taking my call. I have, um, you know, as a Laker fan, we are perpetually, you know, waiting for Kyle Kuzma to show up in big moments. And I know that in the regular season, we're very thankful and appreciative of his rebounding and defensive efforts this season. We feel like he finally had a role on this team, especially this year. But, you know, with his contract extension coming up, three year and $40 million, I feel like Rob Kalinka definitely is going to look to see what he could do with Kuzma's contract, uh, especially because, you know, in the playoffs, Last year and this year hasn't really for us in these big moments. Well, Amir, I, listen, I, I'll kind of make this one simple, and thank you for calling in. Um, there's a lot of question marks on the roster. There really is. And Kuzma's one of those question marks. And I think that just kind of depends on when you're in a situation, a predicament, and this is the predicament Lakers are in. It's win now. They're, literally, you cannot think about tomorrow. you got to think about today. And... I'm I'm saying that because I don't think there's a player on this roster other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis that you don't say, okay, what do we do here? What do we do with this position? What happens uh, if we want to go get this guy? What's it going to take? Um, I think Lakers and Palenko will be smart about how they do it. I think they have been smart about how they've addressed things in the front office. But I don't think there's a player on there where you're like, okay, make sure this guy is here on this roster because um, you know we we think that he's that major of a piece. Every player on the roster, you have to look at and say, does this player help us win right now at this moment? Does it give us a chance to try and get another championship in LeBron James's window? Because that's what your franchise is right now. You're playing in LBJ's window. LeBron James' window is right now. When LeBron James decides, hey, I'm done. My career is over then you're going to have to retool things anyways. You're going to have to find a player the caliber of Anthony Davis to even be competing. That's how great LeBron James is, and there's a reality on Anthony Davis as well that he is injury-prone, that he is a uh, a big man in a league that's driven by guards. He needs somebody to set him up. So uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but if the question is you don't have to put just Kuzma in the conversation, you could put the, the conversation – with any of these role players, there's no lock on any of these players. There really isn't. All right, a couple more calls here. Fernando in downtown L.A. Fernando, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the uh, Pizza Lakers postgame show. Hey, what's up, Alan? How you doing? Good, man. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, yeah. I'm just leaving Staples Center, just getting a delicious street dog right here. But uh, I'm, I'm leaving Figueroa Street, and the call on the street is they, pre- they pretty much won off with uh, Frank Vogel's head. I don't know what you what your take on that is. First Can of all, yeah. First of, check, first, first of all, the dog that you're getting, I'm a little jealous. Not gonna. Uh, I should have got one when I was leaving the fourth quarter and coming over here. I I, I made a mistake there, uh, but I appreciate you calling in, Fernando. Um, the coach Vogel part. That's why I'm I'm kind of like hesitant here. I'm like I, I don't have enough time to get into everything. Uh, luckily, I'm back on tomorrow morning, starting at 8:55. Uh, by the way, Clinton Yates filling in for Travis tomorrow, so just a quick plug here. We're going to be back on tomorrow morning, and you could imagine the conversations, talking about the future and everything else uh, around the Lakers. My thoughts on Coach Vogel. My thoughts are this. They're actually pretty simple. I think there are times where I was scratching my head this year about some of his rotations or even in the postseason – not using a guy like Montrez Harrell. Why, why'd we get him then, right? Why'd we get him in the offseason? That money is going towards somebody. Why aren't you using him more? But let's put all that to the side for a second. 
if we're going to determine Coach Vogel's presence this season, um, it all comes down to were you competing for a championship or were you not? There's certain things Coach can't control. One of the things Coach can't control is the health of his star player, one of his two star players. So I think, you know, to, to sit back here and say Coach Vogel did such a great job last year and to think that Coach forgot how to coach this season, I think we're really, really not looking at the elephant in the room is that Coach didn't have Anthony Davis when he needed AD the most. There was also stretch, uh, long stretches where AD and LeBron were both missing as well. But put the regular season to the side. Lakers got in. They needed to, uh, you know, beat the uh, Golden State Warriors in the play-in tournament to officially be into the playoffs. And then once they got in the playoffs, everyone thought that they had a chance, and they did have a chance. When AD went out, this was not just hopeless for the Lakers, hopeless for the coaching staff, for everybody. There was only so much you can do. So, Fernando, I appreciate you calling in. You said you're leaving Staples Center, and you know you make mention that a lot of fans there were not happy with Coach Vogel. What they should be, what they should be, what they should not be happy about is that the Lakers just couldn't get healthy all season long. That's my opinion, and that's not to say you can't critique the coach. That's not to say coach shouldn't garner some blame throughout the season. But ultimately, it came down to one thing: Did you have your two two superstars or not? Lakers did not. Um, all right, when we come back, we'll take a, a few more phone calls here. Just stay patient. I'll try to get as many calls as I can here before uh, we come to a close to the postgame show. I know LeBron is talking now. Um, we'll see if we get uh, any clips from him when we come back as well. If we do, I'll make sure to play him. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the playoffs. You know, playoffs change in a in a heartbeat. Momentum changes overnight with one game, one shot, one possession, one injury. And, um, you know, I mean, it's that's just the way the NBA playoffs are. But it's, uh, you know, it's a disappointing feeling for sure. You know, it's, uh, it's gut-wrenching. And... Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get back to the drawing board. We'll take some time away and, you know, let's turn our attention to next year. Yeah, how quick did the uh, series change? Uh, Sunday pregame show, and I'm sure a lot of Laker fans felt the same way. You know, we're talking uh, talking Lakers getting ready to finish off the Phoenix Suns. They go up three games to one. No way Phoenix is winning three games in a row on the Lakers. Um, it, it went the opposite way. Uh, you know, obviously Anthony Davis, Lakers were down four in that uh, by the time the first half ended. And uh, in game four, Anthony Davis doesn't go in the second half. Um, Lakers look shell-shocked. They lose that game. Let's not even talk about game five. Lakers were out of it basically from uh, from the second quarter on. And then in this one, Phoenix jumped all over the Lakers. They fought to come back, but it, it wasn't enough. And, you know, when you dig yourself a 29-point deficit, it, it, not exactly going to come back in any game like that. Uh, but the series obviously changed. It changed quick. 113-100, the final score. And Lakers, their their summer starts very early this year um, under a COVID year, June 3rd, the 
final game for the Lakers in the 2020-2021 season. Uh, Brian in West Covina. Brian, uh, appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Brian? You there, Brian? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. It's from Van Nuys. That's what threw me off. Oh, okay, no worries. Um, thank you for taking my call. Just two quick things. There's, there's, there's no doubt that LeBron's a legend, but it, it became clear to me tonight that there are different levels of legends. When LeBron actually asked to sit out in the fourth quarter with half a quarter left, and the Lakers were only down by 10 and actually had a real chance of coming back. Kobe would have never done that. I know they're different people, but I, I just had to vent how that really pissed me off to see those true colors. Brian, I appreciate you calling in, and I, I, that's a tough one for me to even listen to that because, you know, to complain about LeBron and dude played 41 minutes tonight, um, the guy's trying to make it happen. And every time LeBron James, I don't know if we were watching the same game, but every time LBJ went to the sidelines, he didn't even go to the bench. He'd go to the scores table so he can just sit at the scores table to then check back in. Um LeBron's in his 18th season in the NBA. You know, I, I know sometimes we can get caught up in this where we want to make comparisons. Let's not make comparisons. We don't need to. There's certain players that have rocked the purple and gold for 20 years. Um, there's no comparisons, and we don't need to have that comparison. What we could do is just appreciate LeBron coming in his 16th year in the NBA to play for the Los Angeles Lakers give us some fantastic memories, and most importantly, win an NBA championship. He's got one under his belt. So don't don't stress yourself out by trying to make comparisons to what other players do or what they've done in the past. Some players will always, you know, Kobe's a legend. I mean, beyond legend in L.A. There are no comparisons. The dude only played with one team for 20 years. The memories that Laker fans have with him Nobody else will ever be able to, you know, have those type of memories, bring those type of memories to a Lakers franchise and to a city and to fans that are all over the world that rock the purple and gold. Just enjoy LeBron for what he's doing at the end of his career with the Lakers, um, because that's all that's all you can kind of compare it to. All right, a couple more calls here. Let's go to um, let's go to Anthony in Ontario. Anthony, thank you for calling in. Yeah, man, you know. I- Diehard Laker fan. I think Laker fans just need to kind of take a chill pill for a little bit. Um, we dealt with a lot, a lot of adversity, a lot of injuries. Um, we have a good core nucleus group. LeBron's only got a couple more years left. Um, you know, I, I don't think we should blow up the team. You can't have guys saying that, oh, we need to learn how to play together and this and that, but then you want to trade everybody as soon as we lose. Um, but one thing, I really love Schroeder, and I think he'd be a great guy coming off the bench to uh, give LeBron a break and get that sixth man. Um, I think he'd play great with AD um, and being able to move the ball around, and he can shoot. And we got shooters, you know. Um, Caruso, I think he was shooting like 40%. Um, Caldwell Pope, he was shooting near 40%. He would have some good streaks going. So let's not get too crazy. You know, we'll get healthy next year. We'll be back, and um, I think everybody will be okay. Thank you for calling in, Anthony. Appreciate it. Anthony, you don't know how this works. I mean, everybody gets crazy. It's a post-game show. We all react to what we just saw. Um, you know, one of the things I do love, and you know, let me be very frank here, it's uh, I'm very honored to have an opportunity to have this mic in front, uh, in front of me for as often as I do and just get a chance to listen to Laker fans and everybody kind of vent and react to what just happened. 
Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, the offseason will serve the Lakers very well. Just a normal offseason. Um, the offseason of just getting a chance to let things settle down, uh, to have three and a half, four months off, something along. This is going to be a real offseason for the Lakers. They didn't have that last year. And if the Lakers decide in the offseason and Rob Palenka, they, they make obviously some moves or they kind of try to find ways to make the roster stronger, I got faith in the front office. Lakers were set up. Lakers were good enough to win a championship this year. They were good enough. I mean, the challenge was really going to be once you got to the finals, if Brooklyn's waiting for you, can you beat the Nets in four games? Or can you win four times against the Nets? But the Lakers had a legitimate chance to win. They just didn't have players um, with LeBron and Anthony Davis that uh, can stay on the floor. And even, you know, there were other predicaments that went through, but this was kind of along with the entire NBA, COVID-19 protocols, all that stuff. But the superstars is what makes the league. You lose one of your superstars. And they're so valuable. Imagine how much more valuable they are under these circumstances in the NBA. You can't have, in the Kobe and Shaq days, Kobe go out during one of the rounds, right? Or Shaq go out during one of the rounds. During Powell and Kobe, uh, Powell can't be out for two and a half games of a seven best of seven set. You're not going to win the series. And that's the position that the Lakers were in. Okay, Steven in Glassell Park. Steven, thank you for calling in. What's going on? You there, Steven? Before I get into the Lakers, I want to say I now want to see Devin Booker face Donovan Mitchell. Uh, that's what I'm hoping to see in the playoffs Well, now. You, might, you might get that because Phoenix is going to play Denver. Uh, I'm sure Phoenix actually would probably be a favorite just because, you know, obviously Jamal, no Jamal Murray, but Denver's been amazing. They beat Portland in the first round. And then Utah, we'll, we'll find out. Hopefully Utah's got uh, Dallas in the, uh, in the second round. Uh, yeah, that would be a hell of a matchup. What's the um, other point? I do put some of this on Rob Palenka. Not that I think he's a, a bad GM or anything like that, but I think he outsmarted himself by letting his experienced veterans who were, were doubted last year going into the bubble and who proved themselves beyond what people gave them credit for last year and stepped up. And how many guys did we let walk away that had rings? And how many of those guys somewhere along the line in this, these playoffs was we, were we witching that we had Dwight Howard? Were we seeing a place where JaVale McGee might have been come in handy, handy? Defensively, some of these guys like Green, and even though Green's percentage wasn't great, but I, I, he had rings, and he would still be somebody I would trust to put up a three-pointer in a clutch situation. And even though uh, Rondo it, it was not a great defender, but I think I'd rather have had him in some of these situations. So I think that Rob Palenka outsmarted himself by letting all these guys walk away, and I think they would have liked to have had a chance to prove they could have repeated with LeBron. Steven, I appreciate you calling in. Um, it's a fair criticism, and that that's actually a criticism that I cannot argue. I can't argue because ultimately at the end of the day, you just look at the end result. And the Lakers went with approach that – I was I was I had my pom poms with the moves Palenka was making in the offseason. I liked what they were doing. I thought and I think that's a that's a perfect way to describe it. Maybe he outsmarted um outsmarted himself is an interesting way of putting it. Lakers were obviously trying to get better. 
Um, okay, I, I want to play a clip here from LeBron. Um, got a couple here to choose from. All right, let's uh, let, let's go to let's go to LeBron James talking about the first time not getting out of uh, not getting out of the first round. Actually, you know what? No, no, no. Let's do this on Ron Pal- on Rob Palenka since we were just con- uh, having this conversation about Palenka. Take a listen to LeBron. Well, I think uh, you know Rob has done such a great job of you know constructing this team over the last few years that he will continue to do that. Um, you know, I'll probably I will have some input. He always asks for my input. Um, um, you know, as AD's input. But at the end of the day, we want to continue to get better, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I trust Rob, um, you know, I trust Kurt, trust uh, everyone upstairs that, that does their diligence and, uh, and our coaching staff and things of that nature. So obviously, number one thing for us is uh, getting AD healthy. Um, that's number one. Um, it doesn't matter what changes we make. Um, you know, we got we get big fella healthy and, uh, and he's back to what he was uh, before the injury. Uh, get my ankle um, back right, which I a thousand percent. Um, I already know that I'll be 100% as far as my ankle when the season starts um, in October and then go from there. So, you know, that put us in the best uh, possible chance to, to be successful next year. But like I said, Rob will do uh, his due diligence and uh, construct this team uh, to where it needs to be to compete for a championship once again. All right, that's LBJ right there. Um, I appreciate everybody that called in. We're, we're not going to be able to take any more phone calls tonight as uh, we're coming to an end to the uh, post-game show here. A uh, couple things I want to plug here. Uh, first off, thank you to Laura Romo Lopez. Thank you to Jesse Lopez. Thank you to Rebecca Womble. Um, all season long, obviously, this has been uh, it's been a long year. Unfortunately, not as long as we wanted it to be. As the Lakers finish off here in the first round, we plug a couple things here. So, you know, the conversation is going to be going for a while here on the Lakers, especially here on Seven Ten ESPN. Tomorrow morning, we'll actually get started. Uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, and uh, uh, Travis. Um, you can start listening tomorrow at 5 a.m. I'm actually going to make a quick appearance on that show tomorrow to talk about Lakers, so I'll uh, I'll join that show. And then at 8.55 in the morning tomorrow, uh, we're going to take a lot of phone calls in the morning. We're going to talk a lot about what the Lakers do from here. I think we'll reflect a little bit on this season as well. I mean, Kind of almost want to reflect on last year as well. Everything kind of happened so fast. I don't know if, if we all even appreciated um, what's happened over the last year or so in in, uh, in the Los Angeles Lakers world. So we'll get a chance to do that. Um, it's been an honor to do the post-game show now two years in a row. So just to get a chance and react after every game. So I appreciate you guys always tuning in as you have. Um, and the, the Laker conversation is not going to stop. We'll start again tomorrow. Uh, Travis and I have a Monday through Friday slot, so we're going to be doing it five days a week. All the other shows, Mason and Ireland, Kellerman, Sedano, LZ, and Cap. So we'll continue the Laker conversation tomorrow. And, uh, of course, we'll always do Lakers talk. So, uh, Laker fans, thank you for doing this. Greatly appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Unfortunately, this was not the year for the Los Angeles Lakers. And they'll just have to retool, get back in the offseason, figure out the changes that they need to make. And like LeBron said, make sure the big man is healthy. We're talking about Anthony Davis. Lakers lose to the Suns, 113-100. to I'm Alan Sliwa, and this has been the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.